words out of verse 32 and just speak to you for the next hour or so. Jesus said after, I am. Everybody say, I am. <clears throat> Risen again, I will. Everybody say, I will. I want to lift those two little phrases out of verse 32 and preach to you for just a few moments this morning about the I am that will. The I am that will. Everybody say, thank God for the word. Thank you for your patience and standing. God bless you. You may be seated. <clears throat> I would like to remind all of you that uh, following my message this morning, we'll be uh, uh, engaging in communion. It will be our altar service. And uh, we invite everyone to participate, everybody. If children participate, we, of course, ask for parental supervision. And uh, we want them to understand this isn't a picnic. It's not just something fun, but to take serious uh, what is happening here today. And maybe mom and dad can explain that to them and teach them that. But we encourage everyone to participate. But if you don't feel to participate, we, that's fine. We understand. But at the conclusion of my message, we'll have you all come up. Uh, and We'll all stand around the front and we'll partake of communion together. So uh, remember that. Um, and for, for the next few moments. If you're a student of the Word of God today, you'll remember that Moses introduced to us a title of God that had carried through to the, Old, or to the New Testament. And actually, Jesus referred to himself as this way on numerous occasions. When Moses went to Pharaoh, God said, What shall, or Moses asked, what, Who shall I say sent me? And uh, God spoke to him and tell, to, tell, to tell Pharaoh, the I am has sent you. That theme carried throughout the Old Testament and even into the New Testament. Jesus even referred to himself as the I am on several occasions to the Jewish people, particularly the Pharisees. When they were trying to determine his true identity, he ultimately said before Abraham was, I am. Uh, there was an occasion when the soldiers came to arrest him in the Garden of Gethsemane. Jesus came out and met them. He didn't run and hide. He came out and met them. And he, they, he said, Whom do you seek? And they said, Jesus. And he said, I am he. But you'll notice in the King James Version that word he is in italics. It was not in the original translation it was added later for clarification. So actually the Bible is saying Jesus' response to them when they said, Who do you seek? They said, Jesus. And He said, I am. And the Bible said they fell backward and fell to the ground when He made that statement because with it was transferred to them the very power and might of God. It didn't bother them, it didn't rattle them, it didn't scare them away. They got up and repeated the thing, the whole scenario again. Jesus responding again, saying, I am, and they fell backward again, and then proceeded to arrest him. I find it interesting in Mark chapter 9, verse 9, uh, at another time in the New Testament, the Bible said that Jesus invited three of his disciples with him to a mount to the top of a mount, and he was transfigured in front of them. And there was just some discussion. Peter made a few suggestions that were summarily ignored. But when that moment of transfiguration was done, 
Jesus said in Mark chapter 9, verse 9, And as they came down from the mountain, He charged them that they should tell no man what things they had seen till the Son of Man had been risen from the dead. I know that there's very few of us here today that even claim to have some semblance of understanding as to what really transpired in the transfiguration. All I can say is during that, during that moment, that very intimate, powerful moment with Jesus, the Bible said when He was transfigured, they saw no man save Jesus only. I believe in my interpretation of that is very simple. That when Jesus was transfigured, His human flesh became transparent. And they got a true glimpse of the image of God, which is who Jesus was, according to Colossians chapter 1 and verse 2, that He is the image of the invisible God. They got a glimpse of God and understood that this crucifixion thing that they didn't understand, but they would know that when He was crucified, that they were not crucifying a regular, ordinary, normal man. But it was Jesus as the image of God going to that cross to die for their sin. And so I find it interesting that when Jesus spoke to them and literally revealed to them in living color, if you will, His deity, He also spoke of His resurrection. He wanted them to understand that when you see Me after a while, when you see me resurrected from the dead after a while, this transfiguration, my skin becoming transparent, and you seeing a divine being on the inside of me somehow, I don't understand it all, but somehow they got a glimpse of God Himself, in my opinion. He associated that event with His resurrection to clarify that when I die on the cross, and when I'm buried in a tomb for three days, you can see that they are not crucifying a normal man, an average man. They're not burying a normal, average man. But they are burying the literal form of God Himself. So when I tell you that I am God, I can also tell you that I will rise from the dead. And you can set your watch by it. That grave is not going to hold me. On the third day, I'm coming up healed, alive, and well, and alive forevermore. Somebody clap your hands to Jesus. A little later on in the New Testament, you'll find in Matthew chapter 16, this is where we're so familiar with Jesus giving to Simon Peter the keys to the kingdom of heaven. Again, those of you that have a little background in the Word of God will recognize this scripture setting. It's that Jesus was walking the shores uh, of the sea with them and just turned around abruptly and said, Who do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? They began to question among themselves, and some said, you're, They answered and said, Some say that you're uh, Jeremiah or, or John the Baptist. You're, you're just one of the Old Testament prophets. Jesus got more direct with his question and said, But who do you say that I am? 
Jesus, or Peter answered rightly when he said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. Jesus said, Blessed art thou, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood hath not revealed this to you, but my Father which is in heaven. And upon this rock I'll build my church, and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. So the Bible said in Matthew chapter 16, verse 21, after this dialogue between Jesus and his disciples uh, came to a conclusion, he said, From that time forth began Jesus to show unto his disciples how that he must go into Jerusalem and suffer many things of the elders and chief priests and scribes and be killed and raised again the third day. So let me remind you today, associated with the revelation of His deity was His resurrection. Now associated with the building and the establishment of His church is also associated with His resurrection. The I Am said, I will build my church. And He did. I said, the I Am said, I will build my church. And He did. And I'm glad to be a part of that church. I'm glad to be a part of a God-built church. A church that the gates of hell cannot prevail against. I'm glad to be a part of a powerful church. A church that's moving forward. A church that has a destiny. A church that's going to be raptured. A church that's going to be changed in a moment. I'm not sure I'm preaching to Pentecostals here this morning. Thank the Lord. The I Am said, I will. And he did. I find it interesting. Jesus didn't say this too often. But he said it enough to make an impact. And to make an impression. I find it interesting. That even the Roman guards. Guarding the tomb. Started repeating. What Jesus said. In Matthew 27 verse 63. The Bible said. One of the guards testifying before Pilate. As to what happened to the body of Jesus. He said, Sir, we remember that the deceiver said while he was yet alive that after three days I'll rise again. Pilate's own guards was telling him that you're not going to keep him in the grave. Pilate's guard said, You can kill him, but you're not going to keep him dead. He's coming out. He had the Roman guards convinced. We just might as well go to sleep and sleep through the whole thing because we're not going to keep him in. We're not going to keep him in. And he's not going to need his disciples to come get him out either because the I Am said, I will, and he did. Somebody clap your hands to Jesus. So he got yet another affirmation to his statement that said, I'll rise again. Find it interesting when the women got to the tomb on the first day of the week, <clears throat> there's an angel sitting on that tombstone. And he said, The angel said, He's not here, He's risen. I'm glad he added that second part of that. It's one thing for him to not be there. But it's another reason as to why he's not there. He hasn't been stolen away. His disciples didn't come get him. And nobody had to roll a stone away for him either. He came out of the grave. He came out of the grave. 
the angel said, come see the place where he lay. He's not here. He's risen. He's risen. I find it interesting. And I suppose, bottom line, this is what I've come to say this morning. We all know that he's risen from the dead. We know that. I think a lot of us, most of us here today, have lost our excitement over it. The preacher said, the angel said, he's not here. He's risen from the dead. And the crowd goes. I guess we've heard it so many years and for so long. It's not a big deal anymore. Is it? I think it is. I think it is a big deal. And listen to me, Pentecostals. You know where it's going to be a big deal? It's when you hear a trumpet sound. And somehow or another, and I hope we get just a moment, Brother Merrill, to enjoy the moment of feeling our feet leave this terra firma as we shoot towards the sky. That's when you're going to really appreciate the resurrection. Because the Bible said, if the same Spirit that raised up Christ from the dead dwell in you, it'll quicken your mortal body. We're not even real excited about that either, are we? Well, we got Easter eggs and lunch on the mind right now. Brother Murphy, we ain't got time to shout and hoop and holler at church on Easter Sunday morning. We're fixing to go eat crawfish. Okay, y'all stand up. We'll do it the traditional way. But this is where the story's awesome. And this is what I've come to say to somebody here this morning. The angel said, he's not here. He's risen. Come see where the Lord lay. Go tell his disciples and Peter. I have a, I've always been amazed at that, and, and we've heard it preached many, many times as to why he included Peter in that statement, go tell his disciples and Peter. The resurrection is a worldwide event. In my opinion, the resurrection is an eternal event. It doesn't need to be cheapened. The story doesn't need to be cheapened. The headline doesn't need to be lessened, if you will. By mentioning this waffling up and down, in and out, Simon Peter who just three days ago denied the Lord three times. I think you need to let him go, Jesus. He ain't got what it takes. That's not what the angel said. Go tell Simon. Go tell him. Make sure you get word to Simon Peter. As we prepare for our communion service, There's people here this morning that's not going to feel worthy to participate in communion. Let me just go ahead and set the record straight. None of us are. 
As a matter of fact, if you feel like you're worthy to take communion, we, we may need to have a little altar service here for a few moments first. Nobody's worthy. And if there's any worthiness about this moment at all, it's because He made us worthy. Yes, He did. Now understand, when we participate in communion, we're partaking of symbolically of His body and His blood. So it's not a frivolous thing. It's a serious thing. It's, it's a worldwide event. I mean, it's, it's eternal. So you don't come up here with a cocky, arrogant attitude and say, I'm just going to do this to please everybody. And, you know, I'm here today with Mama, so I'm going to make her happy and do communion. That's not the point. The point I want to impress you with today and what I'd like for you to remember is that everyone's worthy. And Jesus wants to make sure you get that message. You get that message. You say, well, Brother Murphy, I haven't served God in years. I've never served God at all. It doesn't matter. God welcomes back people with open arms. So it's like I can hear the voice of the angel in my ear this morning saying, go tell his church that he's resurrected and be sure you tell so-and-so because they haven't been here in a long, long time. Make sure you tell so-and-so because they're feeling real bad about themselves right now that, you know, there's things in their life that they're probably a little bit ashamed of, maybe and embarrassed about when it comes right down to it. And you get my point today. Jesus wants all of the church to know, yes, He's risen from the dead, but He also wants you to know that. Because He cares about you. So, Brother Murphy, I've been in denial of Jesus for years. So was Peter. He denied him not once, not twice. I'm sure somewhere in eternity, Peter's still hearing a rooster crowing in his ear. That gentle reminder that Jesus said, you'll do it. I know you'll do it. You're, you're not going to be able to help it. I'm just going to go ahead and tell you, Peter, you're going to deny me three times tonight. And Peter argued. And it's the same thing with us. There's times that a lot of us have come to an altar and said, God, I'll serve you with all of my heart for all of my life. And something happens. Things happen. You get crossways with church. You get crossways with the world. You get crossways with sin. And, and you say, well, I, I can't do it anymore. God, I know I promised you, but I can't do it anymore. But God is now wanting you to get the message. That, yeah, Peter, you failed me four, three or four days ago, but... I still have you on my radar and I still have a purpose for you. I gave you the keys to the kingdom of heaven. Giving you a revelation of who I am. There's people standing here today that can boast the same thing. You know that Jesus is God in Christ. You believe in Acts 2.38. But you denied Him at some point in your life. But Jesus wants you to know he wants you to be reminded. The I am said, I will. And he did. And he can do it again. In your life, the life of your family, he can take care of your future. He's got you on his radar. And he wants you to know that. I'm going to ask our brethren to come out with the communion trays. We're prepared today. 
like to give you some very specific instructions so this will flow smoothly and quickly. I certainly don't want it to kill this moment. What we're going to have these brethren do is they're going to stand at the end of the front row in all four sections. So this section right here all the way to my right, to your left, will come to Brother Brian. All of you folks in this section will come to Brother Dave. All of you folks over here will come to Brother Merrill. All of you folks over here will come to Brother Jason. I'm going to ask you to walk around in just a moment. We're going to pray first, but when we start moving, I'm going to ask you to exit to your right and come up here each section and then stay as close to the front as you possibly can. Our guests, you're welcome to participate. We're not going to embarrass anybody. We're not going to ask you to do anything you're not comfortable in doing. So our guests are welcome. If you don't want to, that's fine. But we're going to pray. I want to ask you to bow your head. And I just want you to hear my message this morning. The I Am said I will, and He did. And He's here for you again. He's here for you again. I want to ask you to open your heart to what you're feeling right now. Father, in the name of Jesus, I'm asking you today to take the remainder of this service up in your hands, to wrap it up in your arms. We're about to partake in the most sacred, revered part of scriptural commandment. You said this do in remembrance of me. And I pray, God, today for every person, every man, woman, boy, and girl in this building, that no matter what our festivities are that we have planned for the rest of the day, that somewhere lodged in the back of our, our mind that we've sent a message to everyone in this building. You said you would, you did. And you just want to let them know that. That if they need you, you're here for them. I pray, God, today that you would bless this beautiful, tremendous congregation of people. And God, as we're about to prepare to take, partake of your cup, help us to remember the sacrifice that you paid, the nails driven through your hands and feet, the spear thrust in your side, the stripes you took on your back, the crown of thorns on your head. You did that for us, knowing we'd deny you, knowing that we'd be weak, that we would fail. You did it anyway, and you invite us into your presence again. We thank you for these things in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. When you get the cup in your hand, it's the cup and wafer together. If you'd just take one of these and hold it, and we'll all partake of it together. If you'd exit to your right, to my left, and come by, and if you'd just stand up here as close to the front as possible, We'd appreciate it. Stay prayerful. Stay respectful here this morning. In the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name. 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 You have yours. In Jesus' name. today. God, meet with us today. 
meet with us today in Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. If you folks that keep coming in, if you just step up and make room for people behind you. Thank the Lord. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. In the name of Jesus. 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 Good. Good. In the name of Jesus. Good. Thank the Lord. Thank the Lord. Thank you for your kindness today, your participation. Thank you for your reverence and respect today. I'm going to ask you, if you would, to tear open the top layer, and it will give to you your wafer. If you have any problems with this, if you'll raise your hand, one of our ushers would be happy to assist you. Does everybody have your wafer out? Thank the Lord. Thank the Lord. Jesus, we love you today, and we're thankful for your mighty presence that we feel in this room today. We're thankful for all that we have seen and heard from our children to our teenagers to our praise team to the preaching of the word of God all we've wanted to say is that you've been resurrected we're thankful for that God there's a lot of events that's happened in this world that we've forgotten there's a lot of tragedies there's a lot of heartbreak and somehow it washes from our mind over a period of time even though we promise and vow to never forget. But God, this is an occasion that we cannot forget. We're thankful that you resurrected. We're thankful that you came in human flesh. Because of this today we remember and we partake of this wafer as a symbol and a type of your body. Let's partake of the wafer together. Why don't we just lift our hands right now. Let's love him before we proceed. Let's love him for a moment. Jesus, thank you. Thank you. I don't know what else to say. God, all I can do is give my life back to you. All I can do, God, is surrender to your will. Thank you for what you've done. Thank you for this awesome price that you've paid. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank the Lord. If you'll peel back the paper, and we'll partake of the fruit of the vine together. Again, if you need assistance, we'll be happy to provide that for you. Thank the Lord. Thank the Lord. God bless you today. Let's partake of the fruit of the vine together. Thank you, Jesus. Let's give to him some gratitude, some thanksgiving this morning. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We love you today. 
We're grateful today for your presence, for your spirit. Thank you, God, for touching our lives. Thank you, Lord, for ministering to us. Thank you, Lord, for ministering to us. Thank you, Lord, for ministering to us. Let's love him today, folks, all over the house. Let's love him. Let's love him. Let's love him. Let's love him. We love you, Jesus. 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 Hallelujah to God. Hallelujah to God. Hallelujah to God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank the Lord. Thank the Lord. God bless you today. God bless you today. Thank you so very much for coming and being a part of our services. Our ushers are going to be walking through among you with a trash receptacle to take your communion cup. We'll just throw those away. God bless you. I hope you all have a great day today, whatever your plans are. Enjoy yourself and rejoice in the fact that Jesus resurrected from the dead. God bless you this morning. Fellowship with one another as you're dismissed in Jesus' name.